Good morning, Berean Bible Church. How are you this morning? I'm going to try that again. How are you this morning? Hey, there they are. Good to see you. I'm so glad to have you here. My name is Paul. I'm one of the pastors here at Berean. Uh, If this is your first time with us, we're especially happy to have you here. Welcome. We would love to get to know you. Uh, If you have any questions or anything, uh, please let us know. I've got three main announcements for you today. Can you handle three? I mean, sometimes some people say don't give them more than two. I'm going to give you three because you seem like an intelligent crowd. So we'll test that. (laughs) Here it comes. First of all, this one's kind of easy. Our annual congregational meeting is coming up on January 29th. That's the last Sunday of this month. And we will do that, as always, during the grow hour. So for adults, our grow hour will be replaced by our annual meeting. I say this every year. I know that the thought of going to an annual congregational meeting maybe sounds a little bit dull. But I really encourage you to come. We want to celebrate what God is doing in our church. We've got some amazing things that we're rolling out that we want to talk to you about. You're not going to want to miss this meeting. So make plans to be with us January 29th. Uh, after the morning worship service, we can grab some coffee and then maybe just stay here uh, and we will talk to you about all sorts of things. For you high schoolers, Winter Blast, uh, the annual uh, winter retreat, uh, this is done in conjunction with our sister churches in the region, so there are all sorts of kids there. It's a great time. Winter Blast is coming up. Uh, there are applications uh, for you out at the information center, so pick those up. Those need to be turned in by February 7th. And I know what you're thinking. February 7th is a couple weeks away. We've got plenty of time. Just grab it and fill it out now, okay? (laughs) Go ahead, turn it in, uh, fill that out, and make sure you get that taken care of. Lastly, Operation Christmas Child. This is one of the things we do uh, most years here at Berean. Uh, We bless kids all around the world with gift boxes and a presentation of the gospel in their language. Uh, We have a fun time doing that. This last year, just a couple months ago, we did something new in doing that. We got together and had a packing party. So many of you brought boxes from home, like you always do, which is great. Uh, But we also collected some supplies and got together as a church and had a packing party. It was a lot of fun. And so this year, we want to do that same thing, but we want to put this in your brain ahead of time. So rather than trying to get everything all at once in the month of November, we're going to have a monthly focus this year. And you can see in your bulletin that for January, the focus is personal care and hygiene items. So maybe keep your antenna up. Maybe look for sales. Uh, Maybe look for things that might be a good fit. And if you want to bring those to church here, we have a bin out in the entryway that's marked for Operation Christmas Child. If you want to bring those things here, we will collect them here for you over the course of the year so that when it comes time to have our packing party together, we'll have a mountain of stuff. Sound good? All right. Well, I'm especially excited to have you here today because we are doing for the first time something we're calling Proclamation Sunday. One of the things that we have uh, found as a, a leadership team is we want to do better at talking to each other about what God is doing in our lives. Because the reality is God is at work in our world. Hallelujah. He's at work in our world. He's at work in our lives. He's at work in our church. He's at work in our relationships. God is active and working. And sometimes I think we don't spend enough time talking to each other about that. Sometimes you do that maybe in small groups. But we want to carve out time as an entire church 
where we just proclaim God's goodness and what he's doing in our lives and celebrate the life that we have in Jesus Christ. And so we are excited to do that today. We've got a lot of things for you as part of that. And as I pray, we're going to get started with some music. So as the worship band comes up, let's just uh, open in a word of prayer. Our Father God, we do thank you and praise you for your incredible goodness to us, for your power, for your might. God, for the salvation that you've offered all of us freely. You are such an amazing, incredible God. And it's good, Father, just to celebrate you together as a church family, to proclaim your goodness, to proclaim the things to each other, and be encouraged because of what you're doing in our lives. So thank you for this opportunity. We pray that you would bless our time together and bless us in your service. In Jesus' name, amen. A while back... uh... Somebody asked me, hey, every once in a while, I, I hear the kids coming out of children's church. They're singing songs, and I don't know those songs. Do you think, is there any time that you guys could just come and do those for, like, in the worship service? And I was like, you don't have to ask me twice. So I've brought my professional choreography team with me. These, are from, these guys are from children's church. Say hi. So we're going to sing one of our songs from Children's Church. This is Great Big God. It's a great day to do it because we love just declaring God's goodness and what he has done and who he is. So praise him with us. Thank you, kids. That was fun. One of the things that we are doing uh, this morning is our annual uh, baby dedication. Uh, we typically do this closer to Mother's Day, but this past Mother's Day, we knew there was a baby still in the pipeline that, <laughs> that hadn't yet joined us, and so we, we kind of pressed pause, and then life got really busy, uh, but then as a staff, when we were talking about this Proclamation Sunday, we thought this would be a really fun fit for this, because this is one of those things that we celebrate as a church with regard to God's goodness. I always like to point out before we do this, what baby dedication isn't. I think sometimes that's helpful. Uh, we do not in any way believe that dedicating babies in this way saves them. Uh, in fact, our, our earnest prayer is that they, like all of us, will make their own personal decision to accept Jesus Christ as Lord at as early an age as possible. And as a church, we want to be part of that process, of course. But we don't believe that this saves them or does anything necessarily magical to them. However, we also don't believe that this is inconsequential. This is good for us to do as a church. This is a recognition on our part that children are a gift from God. This is a recognition on the part of the family that they are really dedicated to raising their child uh, in the Lord and, and to train them up and to uh, dedicate themselves even as parents to this task. You know, this is a big task. And so it's uh, really an incredible thing uh, to do this together. And I like to sit down and spend time researching uh, names and the meanings of names. You know, so many names have have pretty deep meanings. Uh, and so I do some research in that and then try to tie that to a biblical principle. And so we're going to do that. We've got two kids today for you. And we typically do these in alphabetical order, but it just so happens that alphabetical order is also birth order today. So first, I want to invite up uh, Ryan and Cassidy Bergstrom. And they have brought with them Hugo David Scott Bergstrom. Hey, he's already smiling. Look at this guy. Hi. Hi. How are you? They've also got with them 
Hugo's big sister, Luna. Luna, do you remember? We did this with you. You do? You remember? <laughs> it was almost four years ago. You were so much smaller. Yeah, now you're the big sister. Well, it is so great to have Hugo here with us. Um, I don't know if you do this on purpose just to make more work for me, but you notice there are two middle names. This seems to be kind of a family thing, right? Yeah, just for me. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> no, but it is fun. Hugo, first of all, this first name. I love this name because we don't see a lot of Hugos, but that's a big name. Uh, and it is a name that is of old high German origin. And what it means literally is thinker, or the best description I saw was someone who is bright of mind and spirit. You look bright of mind and spirit already. So look at him checking everything out. Yeah, that's right. I love that description. And, and the idea and the thinking there is that it's more about just intelligence. It's uh, something more akin to wisdom, frankly. Someone who is bright of mind, you know, that doesn't just know things, but they kind of know what to do with those things. And so we want to suggest this is a suggested uh, character quality for Hugo. Someone with wise discernment. Proverbs uh, 3.13 says, Blessed is the man who finds wisdom, the man who gains understanding. So it's our prayer that Hugo will grow up to be someone who is bright of mind and spirit, that he'll exhibit wisdom and, and discernment in his life. His first middle name, or his second, first, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, his second name is David. David, uh, many of you probably know, is Hebrew in origin. We know a famous David from the Bible. Uh, that meaning is beloved or friend. And we want to suggest a character quality uh, for Hugo as someone who is a friend to others. Another verse from Proverbs, a verse that I love, 1717 says, A friend loves at all times, and a brother is born for adversity. It's so wonderful to have a a dear friend who can support you and who is born for those times of adversity. And so we pray that, that Hugo will be that for others around him. Then his next name is Scott, right? <laughs> <laughs> Scott is English and Scottish, and its very literal meaning is someone who is Scottish. Uh, however, it also has this meaning very frequently as someone who is a wanderer. It's really interesting, almost an adventurer, right? And so we want to suggest uh, for Hugo uh, the character quality of someone who is guided by God, that even as he may wander and adventure in this wide world, that he will at all times be guided by his God. John 16, 13 says, But when he, the Spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all truth. And so we want to pray that's the case for young Hugo. So... We're going to have a time of prayer together. Uh, I'm going to stand with, with Hugo here. You're the important one on stage here, okay? Yeah, let's just have a word of prayer together as we dedicate Hugo. Our Father God, we thank you so much for the dear gift that is Hugo David Scott. Father, we thank you for uh, giving him life. We thank you for this miracle that is just human life. I thank you for this dear family. I thank you for Ryan and for Cassidy and for Luna, and I thank you that uh, you have blessed them and been with them. And Father, we especially lift up Hugo this morning. We lift him up to you, pray that your mighty hand would be on him. Father, we, we do pray that he would uh, be a man of, of bright mind, a man of wisdom as he grows up. We pray that he would be someone who is a, a, a beloved friend to others, that they would 
name him as someone who is just so dear to them in their own adversity. We pray that he would be someone who would be guided by you in his life. Uh, Father God, uh, above all things, we, we pray that Hugo would come to know Jesus Christ as his own Lord and Savior at an early age, that he would have a personal relationship with you. God, I lift up this family. I pray for Ryan. I pray for Cassidy. I pray that you give them wisdom. I pray that you give them strength. I pray that you give them discernment as they parent and raise Hugo and bring him up. Father, thank you for this time. Thank you for this blessing. And we pray that you bless Hugo. And we pray all this in Christ's name. Amen. All right. Yes, he is. I know. That's, and that's why we do this toward the beginning of the service. Luna, can I give this to you? Can you take that? All right. That's a, a special certificate for Hugo. All right. Thank you so much. And then next, we have Mason, Charles, Robert, Mullinex. See, this is a family thing, isn't it? The multiple middle names. Yeah. Because Luna is the same way. Good morning, Mason. Hi. You're looking a little shell-shocked. There we go. <laughs> Mason is brought this morning, of course, by Mark and Mackenzie uh, Molinex. Uh, we're so excited to have them here. This is their first. And Mason was born May 26th, 2022, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mason's a good kid. We see him a lot at, at youth group even because Mark and Mackenzie are both involved in Tuesday night youth group and Mason is often right there with him and he's a, a real good sport when he is around. Mason, that first name, I almost didn't even need to look this one up. It's English in origin and it's another one that means kind of literally a Mason or a stone worker. That's kind of where that name comes from. But we want to suggest a character quality for Mason as one who builds on God's foundation. You know, the, the best Mason or stoneworker in the world, they don't build a, a wall or do stonework on a sloppy uh, foundation. And from uh, Matthew 7, 24, this parable that Jesus told, he said, Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who builds his house on the rock. No good mason uses a, an unfirm or an unsure foundation. And so we want to suggest for Mason that he would build his life on the strong foundation of God. His next name, Charles, is uh, German in nature. And it means literally someone who's manly. Right? What do you think? Yeah, he's too interested in corduroy. <laughs> someone who's manly, but in addition, this idea of a free man. Someone who, who is free and, and makes their own life and strikes out uh, on their own. And so we want to suggest a character quality for Mason in this regard of determination. Someone who uh, goes for it and strikes out. Uh, Joshua 24.15 says this, Choose for yourselves this day who you will serve. But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. Joshua had this fierce determination about him. And we want to pray that Mason would have that same determination, especially uh, with issues of faith and of his God. And then his other name is Robert. Robert is uh, English in origin. And it's, uh, I don't think I'd had a Robert before. This one is really interesting. Robert isn't an uncommon name, but Robert means bright fame. You know that? Bright fame. So, we could pray that Mason would be really famous, 
that everybody would know that. But I think as, as followers of Jesus, I think one thing that we all really desire is that we would be famous for our reflection of the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's our suggested character quality, that he would reflect God's glory brightly. Yeah. 2 Corinthians 3.18 says, And we who with unveiled faces all reflect the Lord's glory are being transformed into his likeness with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord. And so our prayer is that that will be Mason's uh, life, and he'll be known for being famous for reflecting God's own glory. So thank you so much for bringing Mason this morning. We're going to have a time of prayer, of dedication for young Mason. Our Father God, uh, we thank you too for Mason this morning. I thank you for uh, this dear child and for giving him to us for the blessing that our children are. And we lift up especially uh, Mason this day. We pray that your hand would be on him, that you would guide him, that you would direct him. I pray that, that he would uh, be someone who would uh, build his life, whatever he does, that he would do it masterfully, but that he would build it on your strong foundation. We pray for Mason that, that he will be a, a, a free man and, and exhibit sort of a, a fierce determination, and that that will come through, as we see in this verse from Joshua, as a determination to follow you and to serve you. We pray that he would be a reflector of your glory and of your likeness. God, uh, most of all, I pray that Mason uh, comes to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ as his own personal Savior at a young age. Father, I lift up uh, this family as well, that you bless Mark and Mackenzie as they raise Mason, as it's their desire to do that faithfully and to raise him in, in a manner that's in keeping with your word. We just pray a special blessing on Mason, that you would guide and direct him, that you would give him strength and uh, go before and behind him, Father. Just bless him mightily this day. We pray in Christ's name. Amen. Well, we're just getting started. We've got all sorts of uh, things that we want to talk to you about because God, again, is at work. And so we're going to transition now uh, to uh, Pastor Mitch, who's going to speak with some people. So stick with us. All right. Uh, we're excited for Proclamation Sunday uh, this year. One of the things that we wanted to do is uh, highlight some of the awesome ministries that we have going on uh, here at Berean. And so, uh, I mean, first of all, we have uh, Jeff and Pam Miller with us here today. I don't know if you can tell, Jeff really likes football. Uh, <laughs> first, um, I'm sorry, guys, uh, baby dedication. That's a hard one to follow, like following a couple cute babies. It's uh, tough. <laughs> but a couple Viking fans out there, yeah, I see Yeah, there you it. go, there you go. Um, so Upward Football Ministry, um, it's been happening uh, here at Berean, out there on those fields for quite a long time. How long has it exactly been that Upward has been going here at Berean? Well, this year, how <laughs> it's just a, It's just a number question, Jeff. I know. We it love you, Jeff. It's the pictures that got me, but yeah. I just love this program. <laughs> I love this church. But we finished our 14th year, and we just started our 15th. Bam sent an email to... Jonathan and said, here's our dates. We're rolling. So we're good. Yeah, I heard, I heard a couple claps. I mean, that's awesome. 15 years. Um, that's phenomenal. And so kind of starting out with uh, Proclamation Sunday, what we really want to proclaim, what we want to talk about is how has God been working? So in those 15 years, 
I, I know we could spend the rest of this service and much more, right, talking about how have you guys seen God working uh, in the upward ministry over these past 15 years. But uh, can you talk to a little bit about that, just something you want to share? How's God been working in the upward ministry? Yeah, so, um, right, so so for the last 14 years and now obviously working into the 15th, um, like we have just seen God's provision like over and over and over again from um, you know, kids even coming, right? I, I, when we started, we didn't know what we were doing, and, and God just brought kids to this ministry. Um, volunteers, I mean, so many people here and, and outside of Berean volunteer, from working in the snack shack to coaching to helping us set up the field, um, prayer, people praying for the league. There's so many volunteers to um, you know, coaches who just breathe life into these kids, um, and to uh, really the point is uh, opportunities for us to share God's truth with um, kids and their families. Um, and <laughs> I'll, 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 I can, I can do it. Okay. <laughs> Pam says I need to pinch myself or something. So. Anyways, we want to tell one story, which I'll start, but um, <laughs> she told me not to do this, but I got this. Um, it's one story where Pastor Paul called me up, and he got a call from a neighbor, and normally those are not good calls. <laughs> normally it's like, it's loud, it's obnoxious, that guy on the mic is driving me insane, uh, which is me, um, but this was a good call, and it was a lady who lives across the street, and she said it's her favorite part of the day is to open up the windows and open up the doors. I got this. And, <laughs> and she, she loves the, demo, the devotions, thank you, the devotions that we give at halftime. She goes, I hear the same thing five times, but she goes, I love it all five times, and it just makes my day. And that was such a blessing. It made our day when we heard that. I did it. Yeah, so you guys have seen uh, God's provision. I mean, I've worked with uh, church ministries before that we've gone, oh man, like, are we going to have enough leaders? Are we going to have enough help? Uh, but you guys have hundreds of people out there. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's a lot of provision that God um, has had come through to have over 15 years. So that's, that's a blessing. And then seeing the connection between uh, not just people out there, but the community around us. Um, that's amazing. Do you guys have a story from this specific season of how you guys have seen God working? We do, but there's no way I'm going through this one. So, <laughs> Yeah, so, I, I mean, we have tons of stories, and, and we're so excited that kids come, and um, I'm looking around, and I'm thinking, there's kids here I know who have participated in Upward for a long time, and um, there's definitely kids I see that have not participated, so feel free to join next year. But, um, you know, it, it, we're, we're located really close to Broadway Elementary, and um, we tend to get kids who come from that school, um, and, and we really want to minister to the kids in our own community, in our neighborhood, and so... We, we try and get them to come, but you know, they, they don't all sign up for whatever reason. And, and this year we had um, a couple of kids that were just kind of hanging out um, and they weren't playing, 
but they would show up and they would like ride their bikes through everything and you know people are trying to kind of stay out of their way and we're like hey guys you know could you not you know you can ride your bikes maybe over here or over there but maybe just not like right here where there's so much happening and um, you know that just doesn't always work out right they're not always agreeable um, but uh, they did park their bikes but they just were still hanging out and and just kind of being mischievous and um, Jeff, who I, I think is really good at discerning kids and, and um, seeing somebody who needs a little guidance, he's like, I got this, I got this. He goes over to the kids, he's like, hey, you guys want to earn some snacks from the snack shack? And they're like, what, snacks, yes. And uh, so he like gave them a job. He's like, hey, if you tear down this field, bring all the pylons in, bring the bench in. And these kids are little and those benches were big. So it was a, it was a big job that he was asking them to do. But they're like, oh, absolutely. They go, they tear it all down. And now they're like having some ownership, right? They own part of the league. They're, they're invested. And, and um, just to see that, um, because of course, then they're like, can we take down, we have four fields, right? Can we take down the other field once it's done? And he's like, absolutely. Would you like another bag of chips for that? You know, so, I mean, and after that day, they came back every single every week and they, every single week they came and they tore down the fields and it cost us a couple of bags. They left the bikes where we asked them to? Yep, they left their, yep. in fact, the one kid came over, he's like, I need to do something, he needed to do something on his bike. Would it be okay if I, you know, walked it through? And I'm like, Yes, you can walk your bike through. That is a very responsible. Thank you for you know understanding that there's a lot of people moving around in here. But just the opportunity that we wouldn't have had any other place um, to just speak to this kid and to understand him, to guide him, and you know give him something that he can belong to, even though he wasn't playing. And um, I think those sorts of opportunities are what make us the most excited about Upward, is being able to um, speak life into those kids in that way. Yeah, I, uh, I hear that story, and I, like, I know you guys love football, and I know uh, those uh, who are helping in Upward love football, but really what you guys have been doing uh, for these 15 years has been developing uh, such a, a ministry that uh, showcases the love of Jesus for people made in, in God's image. Uh, it's human nature, I think, would have a difficult bunch of kids like that and say, get out of here, we got something going on. But to hear how you guys said, we're going to love even the difficult ones. Uh, the, we, when we were talking about this story, I kept on referring to him as Dennis because he was a menace, right? Uh, <laughs> but um, like loving the difficult um, kids, loving the difficult people, and seeing with that love um, just how community is built and people respond and are needing that love. And um, so I just want to thank you guys for uh, 15 years uh, of Upward, for uh, sharing with us a little bit today. Um, I know Jeff and Pam uh, are excited to share with you many, many more things. So please come and ask them about all the other uh, stories about how God has been working uh, in Upward ministry. But let's uh, give Jeff and Pam a hand. Awesome. Uh, okay, so next we have Robert Blagan. Uh, thank you for joining us. And Blair Bleicher uh, here to share a little bit about our Awana ministry. Um, first off, uh, maybe for those who don't know, Awana ministry is for uh, kids how old? What's the age range for Awana? 
So uh, Blair has Sparky's K through two, and uh, TNT Boys and Girls is third grade through sixth grade. Fantastic. Um, and so how have you guys just seen, as you've worked with Awana over these years, how have you seen God working in this ministry? Well, um, since you said over this years, I, I married a Sparky from this church. <laughs> Much later in life. Yeah. Good clarification. Yeah. So Awana's been around for about 50 years in this church, getting close to it. Um, even though I look like I'm in my 30s, it's actually been a while. But um, recently, you know, Blair and myself and my wife Stacy, Pastor Paul, just a few of us, a couple years ago, we were up uh, at a conference room table with a total of 11 kids left in the program. We had five boys, three girls, and three Sparkies. Two Sparkies. Oh, so we had ten. Yeah. Well, we were in double digits. And a lot of prayer about uh, if we should continue a ministry that had been serving as Pam and Jeff said, uh, youth in this community for a long time. And uh, so I, I guess just in contrast now to, to answer your question, uh, we, we, uh, we prayed a lot about it. We opened the doors. And uh, over the last couple of years, we've been able to uh, build back up significantly. We have about 30 boys in the TNT, about 15 girls. And Blair has about, about close to 30 Sparkies. And we registered a couple more last week. So... Um, I guess in conjunction, uh, Pam and Jeff know this, when the kids come, what do you need next? You need leaders. So then uh, we started praying for, uh, for high school and college and adult leaders to come forward, and the Lord provided those. So uh, the ministry is continuing to grow. About, it takes about 20 adults, and we have about 8 to 10 high school to college kids here every Wednesday for nine months. Um, and just been an amazing experience. And I remember coming in, um, starting, you know, during uh, the time we were still wearing masks and we're, we're asking the question about ministry starting up again. Um, and like there was a question about like, what's this going to look like? And so what a blessing to see how like Awana is going so strong and you guys are reaching so many kids in our community and families and uh, that's just fantastic. Do you, uh, I know Blair, um, when uh, we were talking about this, I, I was asking, do you guys have a story about um, this uh, year at Awana, specifically about how you've seen God working? And uh, you also had many things to, that came to mind, but could you share um, one of those uh, things? Yeah, like Mitch said, there were so many things that came to my mind. Um, I wrote them down. I thought, well, how do I pick one of these things? Because I have seen God working extensively um, in Awana. Um, I mean, just from, like Robert said, growing us up to 28 Sparkies. For a little while there, I thought, okay, hang on. I, I prayed, but I didn't want that many right away because I need some leaders. But then we prayed for leaders, and they started coming, and I, I was just amazed. But um, I went back and forth on what to share with you. And so what I just landed on was um, so a couple things that I got from my green team leaders, from um, Carla and Tamara. One of the things we're trying to do in the Sparks program is not just take the handbooks and the things that Awana has said, here's Awana, but we want to make sure that each piece that we are incorporating into these clubbers night um, is intentional and is building into them both in relationship, but in their understanding of what, what does it mean that God loves me and what does it mean to be a, a believer. And one of those things that um, Carla Mon brought to us was prayer. And she said, you know, I worked in the Awana program years ago, and we prayed every night. We got prayer requests. I said, that's great. Add that to your team. And so 
um, the first night, I don't know if it was the first time they, she asked them for prayer requests, one little guy, now remember, she's got kindergartners to second graders, those, you know, like herding cats, if you've ever tried that. Um, one of the, the clubbers said, well, I, I'd really like you to pray for me. I want to stop lying. I mean, you're expecting, I, I'm hoping that my parents will take me to McDonald's, but to have this understanding that there's something in my life I want to change, that, that was astounding. Well, then, um, by now we've had a couple weeks of this, and not only are they asking for prayer for their family members and for themselves, but now they are also participating in praying themselves. And I don't know if any of you can understand that, but it's not really easy to pray in front of people. And to have these little kids learning that they can talk to God and he's listening and they can do it too, to me, is a huge win. And so that was a, a huge encouragement to me personally. That's awesome. Robert, any, anything as far as how you've seen God working over this past year? Well, Stacy shared one with me I, I brought for today. Uh, they had a, a, a young lady register in the third through sixth grade club a couple weeks ago, uh, about three weeks ago now, uh, right after the holidays. And... Uh, she was given a Bible because she didn't have a Bible. And so, you know, we usually try to figure that out and get a Bible. Well, she was so excited about her Bible. And it's always refreshing for us, all of us, I think, to see, you know, that excitement for God's Word. Because sometimes I think I forget, <clears throat> I forget about this. But anyway, last week she ran up and she, and she got her book now. But she said to my wife, she said, I still remember Ephesians 2, 8, and 9. And she rattled it off and she skipped off with her Bible. So... You know, those are just, you know, the, the faith of a child. But you think about, you know, there's, there's about 70 kids here every week for nine months. They, they get a lesson from, from Ben Graham, who's sitting over there, and from Pastor John. And they're memorizing verses. And there's many, many people in the audience. I see some, the bright lights are bright. You know, Steve O'Brien and Scott McDonald. And I see Chuck, who did this for years with me the first time with my older kids. And just the dedication to sit there for hours each week and watch these kids uh, um, put scripture in, in them so that they can uh, know God's salvation and, and walk on this planet uh, proclaiming the gift that, uh, of salvation to others is, is just really amazing. So even though I feel like it's really hard to get to clubs sometimes and I'm exhausted when it's over, um, I, th I think that, uh, well, I know that, the, the, that God really wants us to continue this ministry and has blessed this ministry through this church. Um, we had our leaders meeting at my house this last, was last week, I don't know. And one of the things that is common, I think most of us leaders who come feel, on Wednesday night, usually around 4 o'clock before Wednesday, of my eight color team leaders and my secretary and games guy, I think most of us go, ugh, I don't want to go to Awana, I'm so tired. And you get there, like, okay, we're going to do this. I can muscle through it. But by the end of the night, you're kind of buzzing, and you're excited, and you're like, oh, I'm so glad I came. That was so great. And you're encouraged, and you go home. It usually takes, at our house anyway, a good hour for us all to kind of calm back down. And, but you're excited, and you're charged up, and you're like, oh, yeah, I can do this next week too. Yeah, Awana is fun. If you've seen any of the videos that we've uh, shown, if you've been there, you will see all the students and the leaders having fun. Although, as you, got, you start like pointing to, it's a lot. Takes a lot more energy for the right for the leaders. But um, it is fun. But ultimately, what you guys are really 
striving for is building foundations of faith. Um, and it's just so cool to hear. Um, again, uh, please ask them, tell us more stories, because they've got more stories about how, um, I know Robert, you even shared about some, some uh, difficult uh, students who have gone from like, not engaging to engaging and asking good questions and having good answers and um, that really is a blessing and so um, for you two for everyone uh, who ministers during Awana we just uh, want to say thank you uh, for for sharing this morning and uh, thank you just so much for uh, everything you guys do so. one last shameless plug I, I see a lot of young families in the audience, some that I've known over the years, but anyone in here is, there's many that have come back to help us that served in Awana before, you know, and it's really important. Pastor Paul and I had to cap registration for a period of time because like Blair said, we kind of panicked. We just were, we were just outnumbered for a couple weeks until more people stepped forward. So, you know, if you want to get involved, we'll pair you up with another adult leader and uh, it's that... It's that handbook time ratio where you can sit down with someone and really concentrate on them instead of just trying to manage chaos, where you can really have that conversation with that child about what they, about that verse about salvation. So consider it. Thanks, Robert. Let's thank Robert and Blair for sharing this morning. All right, uh, youth group, youth ministry, uh, excited to be able to uh, just highlight how God has been working in uh, this ministry. Uh, this morning we have Mark Mullenix and Levi Jennings, uh, kind of a cool pair to be joining and sharing about this. Mark is one of our youth leaders. We have a really uh, great team of youth leaders for our youth group. Um, and then Levi is one of our students, uh, fantastic students, obviously, in our youth group. Uh, but the two of them are specifically connected because uh, in our small groups, um, Mark is one of Levi's small group leaders. So um, the, today we're talking about how has God been working. So uh, in uh, our youth ministry, how have you guys seen God working this year? Uh, it's been really cool for me. Um, so first of all, when you show up to youth group, we have a game time, and then we have a lesson, and then we break off into smaller groups and do small groups. Um, and it's been so cool watching, watching these kids asking questions I've never thought of and thinking, wow, like that's a really good question. I need to look deeper into that because I have no answer. Um, one night, and uh, Krista Jennings will thank me for this, um, one of the students she was taking home was a half hour late because we were having such a great conversation. And it turned theological, which blew my mind. We actually had to cut it short because it probably could have gone another three hours. Anything to add to that, Levi? Uh, yes, it's been super nice. Just this past uh, school year, uh, we've seen in our small group alone, two new kids have come and joined our youth group. And it's been really nice to see those new people come in and maybe have never been in a church before and just see them come and learn and grow with us. Yeah, so the small group, um, small groups we do every week after, um, after we do our lesson time. We have games and then lessons like you were saying, Mark. Um, and um, it is one of the most important times we have at youth group because um, going from lessons, uh, sometimes there's, there's questions, right, like we're talking about, or just uh, hopefully the lesson times spur uh, more thought that can lead to more conversation, 
And the small groups are really meant to be able to sit down with each other and have that discussion and take it further. And um, every group's going to have a little bit different of discussion because it's filled with different people, right, that are, have different questions and different uh, routes that they're going to take with that. But it's a really important time, and um, I've had the privilege to sit in with uh, your guys' small group a couple of times. And um, when we were talking about sharing today, uh, Levi, I brought up this specific time that like really stuck out in my head. It was just an awesome moment where um, the way you answered a question uh, was really, I think, important. Can you kind of set the scene? What, what were we talking about that night? Um, in small groups, what was the discussion? And I'll, I'll help you fill in the gaps um, if you need. But like, uh, what what were we talking about? And how did you? What was the question? And how did you answer it? Uh, yeah. So we were talking that week. We were going through the story of the Bible over that year, and we were talking about the Exodus story and the Israelites going through the desert. And um, the question that week was, um, how do you? deal with faith in hard times, and how do you hold on to that? And I answered, truthfully, I hope, that um, I struggle with that sometimes because it's hard, and it just is, and I said it because I could. Yeah, I think uh, I, like that. it really stuck out in my mind because we asked the question, and you just came in, and your, your, your like, answer was just right to... Well, it depends on the day. And I was like, can you, can you talk, talk more? Like, tell me more about that and go into detail. And yeah, yeah you, were, you were talking about how, like, yeah, like there are some times when um, it's really easy and sometimes where it's, where it's hard and uh, it's difficult and uh, I've got to work on it. And um, that is not an answer that everyone's going to want to give. Ultimately, what you're what you were doing is you're exposing as, as a human, as we all are, but you were exposing like a fault in us as humans, right? Um, struggling with faith, struggling with difficult times. Uh, and that's maybe not an answer that everybody's going to give, especially when you're in a group setting. So maybe why and how were you able to share that in that small group setting? Well, I, uh, that small group, it's small as the name might suggest, and it, um, I know every single one of those people. Um, it's, you know, my best friend and a good portion of them go to this church, and I've known them since I was, you know, that tall. It's just been, there's so much trust there that I'm willing to share something that I might not be willing to share in front of other people. Yeah. Yeah, and, and so you guys have, have built trust. You're, you're, you're creating this community within a community, really within a community because you got church, you got youth group, you have small group, and you're building trust with each other and talking about some really hard stuff. Um, Mark, when, uh, I want to ask you, when, um, when Levi shared that, um, that answer, uh, what was the response, the reaction from the other students? Did they give him like uh, the stink eye, like you struggle with your faith? Like what was the response? It, it was it was so cool because every kid sitting in there started nodding their head and agreeing. Um, and then you get kids encouraging him, saying, I struggle with that too. Here's how I deal with it. I mean, sorry, I might pull a Jeff Miller here. Um, <laughs> but the way these kids encourage each other is just 
it's amazing. I mean, we really have built a really strong bond. That's awesome. Um, yeah, it is just so cool to see how your guys' small groups are growing. Um, I'm assuming by nobody's running out of the room, this is not something that we should be running out of the church for, right? We're just going to keep going. Um, it's just so cool to see you guys uh, continue to grow. And uh, for those of you who have been with us during our recent series, um, it really reminds me of when we did our series on abiding, seeing these small groups, and specifically how we talked about one uh, transformative act of abiding uh, was having transformative conversations, and specifically reminding me of that Bible verse talking about iron sharpening iron. And to see you guys as students like supporting each other, encouraging each other, having these, uh, these conversations that are going deep, and, um, and as Mark said, like, it's not just between the students, but they, there's iron sharpening iron uh, with us as well. They are giving us hard, good questions that um, we want to be honest with them. And sometimes that honest answer is, I don't know. <laughs> Let's look into that together. Uh, but man, I'm just so encouraged when I hear, when I jump into any of your guys' small groups and hear um, the conversation that's happening that you guys are going deep asking real questions, uh, asking hard questions, wrestling with them, uh, and ultimately how much uh, the conversation points to Jesus in our youth group discussions. So uh, let's, let's thank uh, both Levi uh, and Mark uh, for sharing this morning. And then maybe one, one last thing before we thank them. Um, specifically, I also did want to mention, we talked about Awana, and Levi is not just a student in, um, in our youth group program, but he is an LIT, a leader in training, in our Awana program. So student, student in youth group, leader in Awana. Um, and uh, just for time's sake today, what I'm going to say is come and ask Levi, how's that going? Tell me about being a, an LIT in Awana because he's got some cool stories to share with you as well. So uh, let's thank the two of them for sharing this morning. We have had an opportunity to, boy, Linda is just right on the spot. Sorry, because I'm going to keep talking for a minute. Um, we have had opportunity uh, to talk about a number of uh, ministries here at Berean, and we love that. I, I don't know if you can tell, but we love uh, kids and student ministries here from nursery all the way up through high school. After that, we kind of consider them adults, uh, but uh, we've talked a lot about that. Many of you were with us last week for our second Sunday as we all gathered together in the gym, and one of the questions that we all answered together was, how old were you when you accepted the Lord as your Savior? And then somebody tabulated all of those answers, and the average age in just the room of us that were together was 13 years old. And uh, as it turns out, that's really in keeping with kind of national averages too, which is why we love kids' ministries here. Uh, we don't consider it just babysitting. No, we consider this an opportunity to disciple young followers of Jesus Christ. So we love getting those updates. But we also wanted to take some time and talk about uh, something more personal because God is working in our lives on a more personal level too, just not as a program. Now, I, I want to say I didn't I'm not sitting on a taller stool than you on purpose. I, that's not, I feel like, like I'm really looking down on you. <laughs> I'm not. But this is uh, Linda Miller, 
and Dan is here too. I told Dan he wasn't allowed to talk. This is about Linda, but Dan is here for emotional support. Uh, and, uh, and so, Linda, we really appreciate you being with us here. And I think a lot of people know, but a lot of people may not know, you were in an accident last year. I mean, tell us briefly what happened. Sure. So, August 18th, um, Dan was already here at church, and I needed to come and meet up with him here. So, what I remember is I put his dinner in the seat of my motorcycle, and I left the house. Um, I turned onto Up River Road, and I woke up two days later. So uh, apparently I hit a car, <laughs> yeah. and uh, the motorcycle lost. Well, actually, the motorcycle did fine. I lost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, I apparently crashed into a car. Apparently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and... Just so we're clear, I mean, this was a serious accident. Yes. This was, I don't want to be morbid, but mm -hmm. this could have been a fatality. Yes. Um, and you had some pretty serious injuries, didn't you? Yes, I did. I did. I broke 13 bones, and I had a pretty good concussion. So I was badly damaged. Um, however, I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm walking. I still have my arm. I still have my leg. Yeah, praise God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Praise um, God for that. Right. God uh, was over the whole thing. Um, the person that I hit is a Christian. He goes to Victory Faith, Victory Faith there on Argonne. Um, there was a um, first responder team that was practicing a half a mile away from the accident. So they were activated mm -hmm. and were at the scene within a minute, I'm sure. Uh, so I was completely surrounded. Uh, the driver that I hit was perfectly fine. He um, called his parents. He was a young man, and they arrived at the scene, and my daughter arrived at the scene very quickly, and they had prayer, uh, the four of them together, um, while right there at the scene, How you sweet. know, so it was, it was really amazing. God just watched over the whole thing. Um, the driver later told us that he was on his way to his friend's church, uh, for something, and that God told him to leave early. He just lived over on the other side of Argonne and to drive extra slow. So he was coming down upriver even slower than the 30-mile speed limit. And, of course, I wasn't going very fast on my little motorcycle. Uh, so it was a slow-speed crash, fortunately, and he had cars backed up behind him because, you know, upriver, they tend to speed. Um, and so he had back traffic up. So no other cars were involved. Nobody else was involved, yeah. just me and him. <laughs> Praise God. Yeah. And now, of course, uh, as you said, you're here. Uh, you're walking. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I think a lot of us watched you through your recovery go through not walking and, and coming in a wheelchair and then mm -hmm. uh, migrating and, right. and working. But uh, just how's, how, how are you doing now? Give us a quick update. I am progressing still, still healing. Um, my leg is still needs work. I mean, not surgical work, but uh, physical therapy. It doesn't bend quite as much as I would like it to. Going up and down stairs, especially downstairs, is still a little bit of a challenge. Uh, my back is fine. I had two fractures in my back. They're fine. My arm uh, is still in process, and I have a CT scan on Tuesday, and I may end up getting a bone graft because uh, one of the bones is just not filling in, you know. You have osteoporosis at this age, so yeah, <laughs> things, don't, yeah. things don't heal as well. 
my brain, I think my brain's pretty much okay. <laughs> <laughs> there are some holes, you know, I, I have no memory of the accident and I have scattered memories of things that happened, you know, shortly before the accident. Um, but I'm back to work. So yeah, I'm a school nurse God. and I'm back to work. So, yeah. <laughs> well, again, a serious accident, um, kind of a long recovery that you're still going through. And this may seem like an obvious question, but not only physically, but maybe even emotionally, spiritually, would you say that at times this has been a difficult recovery? Certainly, certainly. Yeah. It's, it's been long. Yeah. Uh, I am independent by nature. <laughs> yeah. And to ask for help is hard. Um, I had to rely on Dan, and especially in the beginning, for everything. I mean, I couldn't move, so he had to do everything. <laughs> and then um, I'm blessed with wonderful people. Um, I have a very good friend that I worked with, another nurse, and she flew up from Alabama for, th mm. for three weeks to take care of me. Um, I had another friend who just came a few weeks ago and gave me some special um, treatments that have really helped with pain control and flexibility and um, the prayers of this church. And I, I had to write down a list so I wouldn't forget different states. And I know it's not all the states that heard about my accident because my mother-in-law, Betty, posted it on Facebook. But um, so who knows how many more states. <laughs> but my list has Pennsylvania, Ohio, Arkansas, Texas, California, Missouri, New York, Virginia, Alabama, Utah, Idaho, and Kansas. Those were all states that heard about my accident and had different churches Wait, was Washington for in there? Oh, I Washington, of course, Hello. Washington. <laughs> Lots of people here in Washington. Yeah. And it made a huge difference because 13 fractures, I should have been in pain. And I have mm -hmm. to tell you, I have had very little, if any, pain. Well, and I think one of the reasons uh, we thought it would be fun to talk with you and to hear your testimony is because while we, we know that this was a hard and is mm -hmm. a, a hard and long recovery, you have had a smile on your face uh, just the whole time. Yeah. Why on earth? Uh, blessed to be a blessing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, I, I was never fearful. I'm not fearful to die and go to heaven, I'm, but I'm more than grateful to be here yeah. and be with my grandson, who's 22 months and the most adorable baby ever. Sorry, you guys, but my, <laughs> my grandson's cuter. <laughs> <laughs> and my husband of 46 years. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm ecstatic no. to be here. <laughs> well, we've been asking everybody uh, just uh, stories of how they've seen God working in ministries and various people. For you personally, Linda, do you have any stories? How has God been working in you throughout this process? And, and it's, um, I'm, I'm not real verbal about my faith, but um, many times what, what really blesses me from God is when I wake up and I have a song, mm. you know, that starts playing in my head, you know, a worship song, a praise song, one of John's songs or something, and you wake up in the morning and you have that going in your head. And that's, that's just wonderful, you know, that... Yeah that I know God loves me, he protected me, I don't know why the accident happened, um, but it has certainly reached somebody somewhere, and so that they've been able to follow my story and 
maybe it'll help somebody else. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And I'm certain he's not done with you yet. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, Lord bless you. I, you know, so many of us prayed for you, um, but I want to express to you what an encouragement you have been to us, to me, because again, your grace and your cheerfulness and your just knowledge and communication that you know you're in God's hands has really, really been a blessing to us, Linda. So thank you so much for sharing with us. We really appreciate this. Thank you. It's good to hear your testimony. We've got one more song before we wrap up. I know we've gone long today, but I hope you feel like this has been worth it. Uh, we've had a really wonderful time with you all, so uh, stick with us, and, and we'll... I'm not preaching today. Some of you may be thinking, oh, no, is there still a sermon? There's not. So you're good. We're okay. Hallelujah. <laughs> Don't say it, John. Don't say it out loud. No, it's such a, such a blessing. Man, my heart is full. Just to see Linda walk into the room... Um, when we have rehearsal, like reminds me, you know, I know in my head, God is always working. I know that. I believe that. But what a gracious God we have that he will put that in front of my face sometimes. So I can see Linda with my own eyes coming into the room and say, yeah, God is working. He is good. He's our great physician. Let's praise him together. I'm so glad that you've been here with us uh, this morning. If you have uh, witnessed my wife and my daughter bawling their eyes out, uh, not me, I'm totally fine. Uh, <laughs> it's because we have to say goodbye to our daughter again. She's going back to school today, so sorry about that. It's not because I said anything stupid, though, so <laughs> like it off <laughs> this time, yeah. <laughs> Thanks for that. <laughs> I love my church. I love you all. No, I'm serious. That, that wasn't a joke. I really do. I love my church so dearly. I love you all for being here. It's been so good to share together and to proclaim together God's goodness. And we are going to do this again. And so be thinking about it even now. Uh, we may settle on kind of quarterly, but watch out for God's activity in your life because there's going to come a time when we're going to be looking for people to come and proclaim together. It's so good for us to do as a church. This is one of the things that we do as a body of Christ is encourage each other by talking about what God is doing in our lives. So thank you for being a part of this with us. Uh, we're going to close in prayer before our grow hour uh, and be dismissed this morning. Our Father God, we do praise your name. God, you are so good. You are so uh, powerful. Uh, your grace and your mercy is on display constantly. And God, we thank you for these opportunities that we have uh, as this morning in a large group, sometimes in smaller groups, sometimes just alone, just to reflect on you, to see you, to, to be reminded yet again of what an incredible God you are. And Father, we thank you for that. We love you for that. And we worship you for that. We pray uh, that this has uh, been honoring and glorifying to you. And we thank you for the encouragement it's been to us in our hearts. We pray uh, for this week 
and that you would just, uh, as we go out in your service and as your ambassadors, that you would bless us in the things that we have before us this week. We pray this in Christ's name. Amen. Grace and peace be with you this morning.